And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. And we will start today clearing up some of your concerns. And we can only clear them up by the Word of God. Because you need to hear the truth. Because this is what is alive and active in your life to the degree that you want to accept it as the truth of the Word of God. So today, Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. And this is the Amplified Classic Edition. Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no adjudging guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk, not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the Spirit. Now, before we get to verse 2, there are some conditions there. Are you in Christ Jesus today? Are you born again? If you're born again, you are in Christ you are a new creation. Now, are you walking after the dictates of the flesh or the spirit? Because if you are walking after the dictates of the flesh, then there is condemnation for you. There is a judging guilty of wrong. So you need to look at this verse and understand that in the King James and the Amplified and maybe one or two others, it goes into a specific requirement of whether you're walking after the dictates of the flesh or the spirit. Now, if you are walking after the dictates of the spirit, then there is no adjudging guilty of wrong. There is no condemnation. And why is that? Let's go to verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has freed me from the law of sin and of death. This is amazing. We have been freed from the law of sin and of death. And it's only because of the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice, the love of the Father, the love of the Son to carry out the will of the Father. And Jesus came to free us from all this bondage and chains and sickness and disease. God has wanted to come and deliver us, and he has done it. He has paid for it all. Now, all we have to do is believe. All we have to do is pray for those who don't believe and so that they will. Lay hands on the sick. Tell them about Jesus. Psalm chapter 103 verse 10 to 11. It says, He has not dealt with us after our sins nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Let's stop there for a moment. Verse 10. So that means that God has not punished us according to our sins. He's not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Well, how did he take care of our sins? Through his Son on the cross. The blood of Jesus has paid for our sins. It's paid for us to be redeemed. But in order to receive Christ, we must receive him in our hearts. We must confess Jesus is Lord, submit to him and become his, and no longer be owned by our old father, the devil. We must no longer have those characteristics. We must shed those characteristics, and God does that. When we make a decision for God, he's already made a decision for us, that he has chosen us, that he has redeemed us, he's paid for us to be redeemed, reconciled back to him. All we have to do is make that one decision. And that one decision needs to be Jesus. And God has already taken care of the rest, and he will take care of your heart. He will give you a brand new spirit. He will birth in you a new heart. 
a heart that is after him, a heart that is created in his image and not the image of the sinful world that we grew up in. He's nailed our sins to the cross through those nails that went into his son. And he has not dealt with us after our sins, but he's dealt with his son after our sins. Jesus has paid for our sins. He's gone to the cross in our place. So today we should not be feeling bad or ashamed because the one who has taken all of our shame, he's the one that wants to live through us today. That's Jesus. He's saying, why are we still ashamed of things that we've done? Why are we still bringing up the past? Because Jesus isn't bringing up the past. The Father isn't remembering our sins anymore. So why are we? Why are we wasting time dwelling on the past for those of us who are? And so this is not a condemning message for you today. This is trying to get you to get out of that ditch and to look to Jesus and say, okay, Jesus, you paid for me to be brand new. I now need to just focus on you and not focus on my past. My past was shameful. I did wrong things. And Jesus says, yes, I know, but you told me about those things. You confessed those sins to me. And First John chapter 1, verse 9, it says in the word of God that if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness, cleansing in our conscience. So all of this stuff that we sometimes will go and dwell back on has already been washed away. It should be in the ground where our old man. So verse 10 in Psalm 103, he has not dealt with us after our sins nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Now, again, you might say, yes, I know it's true. It's in the Bible, but I did this really, really bad thing. We've all done bad things. We have to understand that we were born into with a sinful nature because we came from the seed of Adam and Adam and Eve sinned at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Through the devil's temptation, the devil's deception, through man, sin came into the world because Adam and Eve chose to decide to go with the devil instead of obeying God's warning not to touch that tree. But we are now in a place where Jesus has paid for us to move on, move on in Christ, and let's tell everybody else about the salvation and the cross, the works of the cross, the finished works of the cross that Jesus has so preciously paid for through his blood, his sacrifice, his suffering. Let's not put his suffering in vain. So, sins have been taken care of by God if you confess them to him. Make sure you confess all your sins to him. And just because you're born again doesn't mean you will not slip once in a while. The goal is to immediately Immediately you sin, immediately you slip up, immediately you get up off the ground and you say, Lord, please forgive me, I am sorry. And God immediately cleanses you of those sins because he is faithful to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So your conscience is once again cleaned and cleansed with the blood of Christ Jesus. Verse 11 in Psalm 103. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great are his mercy and loving kindness toward those who reverently and worshipfully fear him. So the goal today is remember, we should be on our knees 
thanking the Lord for everything in a reverence, a reverential fear, not an anxious fear. That fear is of the devil. That fear is a spirit of fear that God did not give you. He did not give you a spirit of fear, but he gave you a a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And sound minds do not fear. Sound minds know their Lord. Sound minds read the word of God and they become sound. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great are his mercy and loving kindness toward those who reverently and worshipfully fear him. All right, so are we free of fear today? Are we still concerned about something going on in our lives? Are we concerned about catching something? Are we concerned about something bad happening? So let's look at Mark chapter 5, verse 35 to 36. And this is where Jairus, who was the ruler of the house in Capernaum, wanted his daughter healed and she had died. Jesus had just finished discussing who touched me. And it turned out to be the lady, the woman with the issue of blood. And so verse 35 says, while he was still speaking, there came some from the ruler's house who said to Jairus, your daughter has died. Why bother and distress the teacher any further? 36. Overhearing, but ignoring what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, which was Jairus, do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear. Only keep on believing. Keep on believing. So Jesus is saying to Jairus, don't listen to those people. Do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear. Only keep on believing. So at that moment, it was more important for Jesus to focus on Jairus and for Jairus to not receive the seed of fear in his heart to not allow Jairus to think on the fear for it to grip him to the point where it would seize him with alarm and struck with fear, that Jesus was wanting to speak to Jairus and tell Jairus, just keep on believing. Don't slip into that doubt. Don't slip into fear because that will push you away from faith and that will push you away from a miracle. That will push you away from the mountain being cast into the sea. The mountain's still going to be there if you doubt. So here is another lesson I would say from this passage is be careful who you listen to and be careful who you allow into your life to speak into your life and to give you advice. Look what trouble that gave Job with Job's friends, quote unquote. But in this case here, we have Jesus not even addressing those who spoke to Jairus to tell him not to bother the teacher anymore. But Jesus was more focused and more concerned about Jairus continuing to trust by faith and believing that his daughter could be resurrected. So be careful who you are around. If you hear someone speaking some bad advice to you and they don't know the Lord necessarily or they don't trust in the Lord to the degree you might. Obviously, we are supposed to speak the truth in love. You need to lovingly correct them or if they won't listen, just walk away. But don't stay in an atmosphere of doubt and tongues around you 
tongues speaking death. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Because those people, they eat of their fruit that they speak. And if they don't want to receive the truth, then let them continue to eat that same fruit of death that they're speaking. But you need to stay in faith. You need to continue to trust in your Lord today. Your Lord is the one who is your redeemer. Your Lord is your vindicator. If you have a legal issue going on, he is your vindicator. No matter what it looks like, no matter what the accusations are against you, the Lord is your vindicator. He will exonerate you. And I thank you, Lord, today that if there are any precious souls listening that are going through some legal issue, you are a lover of justice. And Lord, we thank you for working this situation out for good. Lord, I thank you for this particular soul on the radio right now listening that he or she is concerned about a legal issue. And I thank you, Lord, today for bringing them peace and knowing that justice will be served. And whatever the outcome, Lord, you are with them. You are with them. We are a new creation now. We should no longer be in fear, except the reverential fear that we spoke about earlier. We should not be seized with alarm and struck with fear. We should just keep on believing. If you are coming up against a so-called deadline, are you coming up against a date in the calendar and you're waiting for something and it hasn't arrived in time or it's getting very, very close to that date? Do not fear. Just trust in the Lord. Because if you continue to trust in the one who loves you, the best parent there is, the best father there is, this is the best situation we could find ourselves in, being a child of the Most High God the one that has all the provision at his disposal. So the only way you won't see that in your life is if you continue to doubt him, continue to doubt that he has you covered. So the goal is to continue to trust in faith, have faith in God, Jesus said numerous times, including when he was talking about casting the mountain into the sea. But he wants you to speak to the situation and not just wait and hope that something will change. He wants you to speak to the situation because God is your co-worker. He is your co-laborer. But he is not the only laborer involved here. He's not the only worker involved. He is a co-worker, a co-laborer. And guess who he is working with? He's laboring with you and I. So we are the other co-part. A co-pilot is the second pilot in the cockpit of a plane. So you are a co-worker, a co-laborer with the Lord. And likewise, he wants to work with you. This is the way he has set it up. So do not be struck with fear. Trust in the Lord so that he can work with you and through you to accomplish what you were concerned about. Just continue to get to the point where you start to actually enjoy these challenges these tests of your faith get to the point where you look back over the last several months and years and you realize that God has actually taken care of you after all. And this is what's happened to me a couple of times. When we get so busy, sometimes we don't have time to stop to say, God was good to me today. I'm guilty for this, but you have to stop. You have to Really contemplate how good God is 
every single day and got you through that tough meeting. He got you through that tough court case. He got you through that tough application process for a job. He got you through a very sensitive situation with a family member. He got you through that terrible sickness and disease. And so God is with you. He's for you. He's not against you. He just doesn't want you to be seized with alarm and struck with fear. He wants you to just keep on believing. He says, only keep on believing. Verse 36 of Mark chapter 5. Just keep on believing. Have you ever believed and something has not truly come to pass? Have you ever been able to prove God wrong? When you have truly believed with all of your heart, you put all your faith in, and it may have taken a few months or years, but the prayer ended up getting answered because you steadfastly believed with all of your heart that God would pull through for you. Have you ever proved him wrong? I have certainly never been able to prove God wrong. And he has never let me down. There are people in the word of God that have said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. So are you righteous? Yes, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So therefore, you will never be forsaken. The Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. So why worry? Why be anxious? When God takes care of the lilies of the field, the birds of the air, he takes care of everything. And he doesn't place everything in his son next to him in heavenly places. He only puts you there. He only puts the believer there. He only puts his children, his sons and daughters in Christ, seated next to him, next to the Father. God is very particular about who he places next to him on the throne. And that just happens to be us. Now, if you were a bird or a cat or a dog, you'd be missing out. You'd say, wow, aren't those humans blessed that they get to be in Christ Jesus? Well, today, you and I, as believers, we get to rejoice because today is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. No matter what the news says, we are a different species to those who are currently lost but need Jesus. We are a different species. We are a new creation. Our old man died with his fears, anxieties, chains, and sicknesses. He's gone. Keep him in the ground. Romans chapter 6, verse 3 to 4. The apostle Paul writes to the Romans and says, Are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by the baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, so we too might habitually live and behave in newness of life. So habitually living and behaving in newness of life certainly does not include being in fear or doubt that God will not pull through for us, because he's never let anyone down. We just have to only believe and not let this fear strike us or seize us with alarm. Don't lock up. Unfreeze yourself. Fall into the arms of the Lord. Praise Jesus. Dance around. Raise your hands and just shake off anything that's trying to bother you. 
just shake it off and say, Lord, you're much bigger than this problem. It's really big to me, but you're much, much bigger than the big thing that is to me. And Lord, I want to make this small now. This thing is small now, and you're still really big in my life. And Lord, if you are for me, who can be against me? This mountain is no longer a mountain. It's a molehill, and I'm throwing it into the sea. In the name of Jesus, and nothing shall by any means hurt me, according to Luke chapter 10, verse 19. And Lord, I thank you today that you have given me your authority to use in your name. As joint heirs with you, I get to use your name and tell this mountain to be cast into the sea. Tell this cancer to die inside of me, to be cast into the sea in Jesus' name. To cast this sickness into the sea, to cast this horrible debt into the sea, for somehow it will miraculously get paid and the bill will be settled in a legal manner. In Jesus' name. John chapter 1 verse 12. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority, power, privilege, and right to become the children of God, that is, to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. Let's trust in him. Let's welcome him. Let's continually welcome him into our heart, in our day, in our homes, in our cars, wherever we are, on our bicycles, wherever we are every day. Welcome him into our daily situations. And don't just use the Lord to solve problems. Have a relationship with him. He is your best friend. If you ever thought you had a best friend in your neighborhood, Jesus is no comparison. As much as the person that you love may be a very, very good person, there is nothing that will compare to the love of Jesus that he has for you today. Pray for them. Pray that the Lord will give you the words to speak in the hour that they are needed. Because he certainly told his disciples that the Holy Spirit will give the words in the hour that they are needed. Though I always say that to my wife. Don't worry what you're going to say because the Holy Spirit will give you the words to speak in the hour that they are needed. And the Holy Spirit never lets us down. As long as we are focusing on the Lord and not completely distracted into something else, we are able to focus our hearts on the Lord. It's like tuning in a radio station and then you find the signal and you find out that that radio station has been transmitting all the time. It's just that you weren't tuned into it. So the goal is to tune your heart And keep locked on to that frequency that is the Holy Spirit. Because that is the Lord right there. That is one spirit with the Lord that you are with him if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. All right. If you like to access our website, it's tog.world, tog.world. You can also submit a prayer request on there as well as calling us at country code 1-407-705-3151. Country code 1-407-705-3151. It has been an absolute honor praying for you today, speaking with you today, and talking about these scriptures. It is such a blessing to be entrusted by the Lord to even read His Word and teach it and talk about it and To so many people listening, it's such a blessing for us today. And we love this program. We love that you're listening. We are so thankful to you for listening every week. 
It is such a blessing. We don't say that enough to you, so thank you so much. We'd love to pray for you. Get in touch with us. In the meantime, let me just say a quick prayer. Thank you, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus, for these precious souls. I thank you, Lord, what you're doing through their lives today, that you are upholding them, you are strengthening them. I thank you, Lord, for the joy that you fill in their hearts with your peace that surpasses all understanding. I thank you, Lord, that as they give you, they cast their cares on you, you will deal with each and every single one of those issues. Lord, I thank you that your burden is light, your yoke is easy. You have plenty of room for their problems, Lord, because you do not want them to carry them anymore. It was never theirs to carry, Lord. It was always yours, Lord. Lord, you don't deserve to carry our problems. We don't deserve to give them to you, but you love us so much that you want to take those issues. And Lord, I thank you that when we trust in you, you can work through us and you can take care of these issues. And I thank you, Lord, today that because we are focused on you and not of the things of the world, because we are following the dictates of the Spirit and we focus, we tune our radio set to you, we tune our heart to you, you are able to speak to us and we are able to hear your voice and be led by you because we are your sheep and we know your voice. So we thank you, Lord, that we are turning away from the distractions and we are turning our focus to you today. Thank you, Lord, for directing these precious souls in their coming days and weeks in their lives. As they seek you with all of their heart, they will find you. As they call upon you, you will answer and you will show them things they do not know. I thank you, Lord, for giving them an appetite in your word. And as they read your word, they will become stirred in their spirits and they will want to learn more and more about your truth, which is you, Lord. You are the word. Thank you, Lord, for wanting to be our Lord and for being Lord. And we bless you and your hallowed name. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Until next week, then, you have a blessed week. Amen.